Well, good morning and welcome to Soul City Church. My name is Jarrett Stevens, one of the lead pastors, and I am so thrilled to be with you to celebrate today, uh, especially those of you who are in overflow right now. You guys are awesome, and we are so glad that you are here. And I want to let you know, we, we want to just focus our time over the next few moments to celebrate the amazing love of God that we just sang about and we've seen put to work all throughout our lives and all throughout our city, specifically this last week. And so I want to, you know, I just want to take a few moments to kind of celebrate, mark some moments from what's happened in this Love Works campaign. But I need to let you know something about how you can participate even right now. I'm going to mention some things. We're going to talk about some cool moments from this last week and this last month. And I need you to take your celebration knob and turn it to 11 this morning. Can you do that? Can you like, all right. I got a seven, but we'll get there. I think we'll get there. Uh, what's been so fun is we just have so much to celebrate today, and I want to just spend a few moments doing that and then kind of giving us a, an invitation to a way of life that uh, many of us experienced this last week. You know, we felt compelled a, little, a couple months back to trust God uh, really in a huge way for our church, to pray for our city like we'd never prayed before, to give like a, as a church like we've never given before, and then to serve like we have never served before, to get behind what God is doing through some amazing uh, partners that we have the privilege to partner with here in the city of Chicago and quite literally around the world. We sense that God was inviting us out into taking a step of faith and to putting our love to work. And so we kind of set out to do this amazing uh, Love Works campaign where we focused all of our energy and attention on putting God's love to work here in the city and quite literally around the world. And you got to see uh, in that amazing highlight video made by Joel Miller, one of our amazing volunteers, we celebrate Joel and Kate. And I want, to just, I want to just quickly walk you through uh, a couple of the partners. Well, actually, all the partners that we worked with, and I wanted you to meet a couple of them. Uh, but what's really fun, this last week, I want to let you know, just in this last week alone, you as a church, we as a church, uh, partnered all across the city and literally around the world. Uh, we partnered with By the Hand, which is a great organization doing after-school mentoring and tutoring. We partnered with Brown Elementary School, which we have been partnered with since the beginning of our school. We were actually able to kind of start an art wing for their school and renovate two classrooms that are a 2D and a 3D art room. Such an amazing partnership that we have with them. We got to partner with Breakthrough Urban Ministries in a lot of different ways. We cleaned out their men's and women's clothing closets so that when people come in and need clothes either for an interview or to just get through this week, uh, it's, a, you know, it's a clean, organized, dignified process. We served through their fresh market. We served at their basketball tournament. A lot of different folks at Breakthrough this week. We got to partner for the first time with Lydia Home, an amazing organization. You See, yeah, you can sell Right, if you want. I just want to like, oh, okay. And we got to actually renovate their family room, which is kind of the sort of an intake room for families and individuals who find themselves, who wake up in crisis, and got to create a beautiful space for people to come. We got to reorganize and help with some of their offices to just help them do what they do better. Got to partner with Chicago Hope Academy, a great school here, not too far from us, actually. Uh, we got to do a lot of kind of odds and ends stuff that they just have been growing so much they haven't really had time or resources to do. We got to partner with Karis, an amazing organization here in the city that helps young women who find themselves in unplanned pregnancies. Uh, Karis is a pro-grace organization. And the way they love on these women is so amazing. So we got to go and make care packages for all the women who come and kind of find uh, Karis, got to write handwritten letters to each of the women who will receive one of those. Uh, we got to work with Global Orphan Project, where we uh, had a bunch of folks, a bunch of families show up here at Soul City Church and write letters to orphans literally halfway around the world in Haiti. 
and to their caregivers to say, hey, just so you know, there's a group of people in Chicago that love you and are praying for you. We got to send a team of people led by Audra down to uh, Washington, uh, Illinois, down to tornado-ravaged Washington, Illinois. They faced blizzard-like conditions to do tornado relief recovery. You know, long after that story has faded from the headlines, we want to be the kind of church that's still there and partners with great churches and organizations on the ground to do uh, great work. It was really fun. We got to partner with a neighbor literally just two blocks away, the Salvation Army here in our neighborhood. And uh, we got to partner with them. And in fact, this is where our family got to go and serve on Friday night and serve a bunch of meals to a bunch of different folks who count on that organization. Elijah was put on the cookie uh, little handing out thing, which was a very strategic position for him. I think he pocketed a few bags of cookies as well. It's like he discovered gold in that picture. So, 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 so fun to see all the different places that our church got to put love to work this last week. And I will just walk you through just a couple highlights so you can get a sense of what it's really like when a church decides to be good neighbors, when we decide to put God's love to work. You know, this is so great. Just in this last week alone, 600 people from Soul City Church served or volunteered somewhere in the city. Isn't that awesome? That's worth celebrating. 600 people showed up, different locations all throughout the city and served. You know what's really cool? 60 of them were kids. How cool is that? Isn't that awesome? 340 different folks gave to Love Works. And this is what's really fun. Soul City Kids has their own goal upstairs. They wanted to raise $300 within Soul City Kids to go towards this Love Works campaign. Uh, as of last count, they're at $1,218.97. Come on, Soul City Kids. We love it. We love it. We had this audacious goal from God where we were like, okay, what would it look like for our church to serve 3,000 hours in one week? How does that even happen? How do you even do that? And what would that look like? You know, it's really fun. We served 3,024 hours in one week as a church. So you nailed it. And we had a big, big audacious goal of raising a bunch of resources that would go directly to these organizations. 100% of the resources go outside the walls of this church to the specific projects that we worked on uh, this week, but also to ongoing projects and partnerships that we have with them. We want to take our relationship and our partnership with these organizations deeper throughout the course of this next year. And what's really fun, this is really significant for you to take note of, especially if you're kind of new to the church thing, or at least new to this church, to pay attention to the spirit of generosity and trusting God through giving. As a church, over this last month, you have raised, you have given to God $208,000 towards Love Works. That is worth celebrating. Now, let me say this. That is not the goal that we actually set out. We're still under that goal. So here's what I want to let you know. Operators are standing by. (laughs) And we actually want to see what God can do over the course of the rest of this day. Listen, I'm really serious about this. I don't, as your pastor and friend, I don't want you to miss a movement of God. I don't want you to kind of make more excuses than you do making a difference. I want you to have a chance to be a part of something God's doing. You can see through the video and through these stories, just a few snapshots. This is something significant. And we're just playing a small part in God's great love for this city and for this world. And so if you have yet to give, I'm really serious about this. I want you to really pray about what would God lead you to give. I know that there's some folks that can write a check today that would significantly put a dent in this goal. But I know this for every single person 
who gives to love works, God puts a significant dent in your heart and does significant work in your heart when you get behind something that God is clearly doing. And so, again, we don't keep these resources. These go to further in our partnerships and all the projects that we worked on so we can even finish some of those that are ongoing. If you have yet to give, or maybe you can give again like our family did, we looked back and said, you know, we can give again. I'm real serious about this. You have till midnight tonight. Okay, so you may have some plans this afternoon. So get it done before that, right? Before you put your nachos in the oven, I want you to think about and ask God specifically, how might I give towards love works? You, you can see what God's doing. I just don't want you to miss actually being a part of it. Now, we're here today to celebrate God and to celebrate the great partners that we have, but I just want to say thanks to a few folks. I want us to bless and thank every single person who was a site leader, who was on site at all these locations all week long, managing 600 unique volunteers. Can we bless and thank all of our site leaders this week? And then there was a... A team of people who were kind of behind the scenes, uh, led by Amy Lawler on our staff and Angel and Nathan, who came around and organized and put order to this unbelievable campaign. Can we thank the team that kind of worked behind the scenes for all that? And what I want to actually do, too, is, is I want to bring up two of the partners that we've had the privilege to partner with since we started this church, just so you can know them and, and hear them a little more personally. And also, I just want you to get a glimpse of what God's doing through our relationship with them. So I'm going to invite uh, Bill and Kenya, if you would come on up. Can we welcome Bill Curry and Kenya Sadler? Hello, Kenya. Uh, so I want to introduce yourselves and which organization that you are with. I'll start with you, Kenya. I'm Kenya Sadler. I'm the principal at William H. Brown Elementary School. And I'm Bill Curry from, <coughs> excuse me, I'm Bill Curry from Breakthrough Urban Ministries in East Garfield Park, just uh, two, two miles west of here. Yeah, and we have been, this is what's really fun, uh, we've been around as a church for about three years, and really from the beginning, we've been partnered with both these organizations, as well as several others, but uh, we've been partnering with you guys from the, the very beginning, and Kenya, I'd love for you just to give us a glimpse of what this kind of partnership means to you, and this is what's really special. We love... I always, I, whenever I go to school, I have to call you Principal Sadler. So when I get to call you Kenya, I'm going to call you Kenya. So, so I'm always Principal Sadler. Uh, Soul City is your church. And this is what's so beautiful about our partnership. This is the church that Kenya and her family is a part of. And then we get to partner with them at her job all throughout the week. What's it kind of meant for you personally to have the partnership with your church and your school? Well, it's, it's really important because teaching and working in... Um, an urban school is really a lonely and isolating um, situation. So for us, uh, teachers and principal and my, my assistant principal who's here can attest to this, um, having my church partner with my school and seeing you guys on almost a daily basis mm -hmm. um, really feels like the village has stepped in to help mm -hmm. raise the child and mm -hmm. for us, um, it's really significant because when, you know, we're at the, that standpoint where we really want to give up, you guys really help to reignite our mm -hmm. passion for the work and give, you give us the, the energy and the strength mm -hmm. to continue to move forward and to want to grow and, and you, you really reignite our passion mm -hmm. for the work that we do for students. So it really means a lot to us. Well, you guys mean a lot to us. You ignite our passion for loving our neighborhood well and we're so, so grateful for Brown and for all the staff and teachers and all the students and families there. 
Bill, we've been partnering with Breakthrough really from the very beginning. Before we even opened doors, we had a partnership with Breakthrough Urban Ministries. We love what you guys are doing. We've had people there not only all week, but for the last couple of years. What's kind of your hope as you sort of look ahead? What would be sort of your hope for our partnership or specifically just as Soul City, you know, puts love to work on a regular basis, not just in a week-long thing like this? Well, just first let me say thank you uh, from not just Breakthrough, but from all nine organizations is one of the things that makes working with Soul City and partnering with Soul City so unique is the humility of the leadership of the people that we get to interact with uh, from Soul City. As you constantly are coming to us asking, what do you need? How can we help? Mm. Rather than coming to us saying, here's what you need and here's mm. what I have to give you. Mm. Uh, so you guys do a very, very good job in the posture of your congregation mm. coming to Breakthrough. I think for the future, one of the things that... Uh, where I see our, where our relationship and partnership growing is we have a formula f- for success at Breakthrough that we think hard work, skill building, and relationships, that when you weave those together, that it really cultivates opportunity for people. Hmm. And probably everybody in the room here has either been the beneficiary of someone else creating opportunity for you, or you've had the chance to create opportunity for someone else. Hmm. We tend to do that for our friends. Hmm. So then it begs the question of who are our friends? Hmm. Are our friends all just like us? Hmm. If you were to map them out on a sheet of paper, are all the friends, do they overlap your life so much that you don't have uh, a lot of different perspective or socioeconomic levels in your, in your, in your network? My encouragement to you is to, to utilize Brown and Breakthrough and the other seven organizations as places to cultivate those relationships hmm. so that five years from now, the friendships that you have in your life they're authentic, they're rich, they're deep, and you're blessing people, and you're being blessed, and you've started those relationships through organizations yeah. like Breakthrough and Brown. Yeah, I think that's a really powerful point, that it's our relationship with y'all that facilitates relationships that you have with the folks that you are loving and leading and serving. I think of Toyon, who I read with. I've been reading with Toyon for a couple of years now, so when I see him at the park or when I see him at the pool, I see him about, like, I, have, I know Toyon. I know his life. I know what's going on in all his buddies, and so you're right. that Our relationship gets to foster and facilitate a really beautiful relationship with the folks that we're all partnering with. So, hey, can we thank these folks and all the other great organizations? Thank you, Kenya. You did a great job. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. Thank you, guys. Thanks, buddy. You know, I, 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 love, I, I love kind of the focus and intensity that our church has had over the last uh, couple weeks, month or so, uh, and kind of directing all of our effort and, and attention on putting love to work. What does this really look like? And uh, I've never really been a part of, of anything like this. Never really been a part of a church saying, hey, we're going to focus all of our energy and attention and, and giving and praying and serving kind of outside of our, our walls to really um, making a difference, putting love to work. Maybe the closest thing um, for me was when I was actually growing up. So I, gr- I grew up going to church. I don't know if you did or not, or maybe you visited or your parents dragged you along as a kid. But I, I grew up going to church. And I remember when I was in middle school, uh, the church I was a part of is a big church, and they, they kind of got all kind of fired up, similar kind of energy, you know, got all focused and intense, and we're going to work together towards this one goal, and, and they kind of rolled it out to the church. And what it was was they wanted our whole church uh, to sign a petition saying that we were going to ban a specific movie production company because we didn't agree with one of the movies that they just put out. And one of the addendums on there was that we weren't allowed to visit Disneyland for a year if we signed this petition. And I thought, that is clearly not from God. (laughs) 
this like goes against God and Mickey. Like that is totally wrong. Now again, I'm 13 years old and they're passing the petition around and as a 13 year old, I thought, this isn't right. This, I don't think this is what the church is supposed to be about in the world. I don't think this is what God actually had in mind. In fact, that's actually not at all a, a play out of God's playbook. Sadly, and unfortunately, in the world we live in now, the church, and oftentimes people connected to it, are more known by what we're against than what we're for, and most specifically, who we're against than who we're for. That's a sad state of affairs, and it's never God's heart or intention. That's never God's heart or intention. God's heart and intention has always been that we would love first, and that we would love well, like he first loved us and has loved us so well. And this is no greater portrayed or, or, or laid out for us than in the life of Jesus. And his very life is the greatest act of God putting love to work on our behalf that we could ever see. And in fact, just, just moments before what would be um, the cross, where Jesus would be led to the cross, or he would pay for the price of the weight of my sin and yours, and before God would raise him from the grave, just moments before that, he had an opportunity to gather his friends and, and followers together for what they wouldn't realize would be their last meal together before the cross. And while he's sitting at the table with them, having in, in mind all that was to come for him, for them, for the world, he looks each of them in the eyes and he says these words. He says, a new command I give you, a new command I give you. In other words, pay attention to this. This is important. And his command is simply this. Love one another. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you, what's the word there? So you must love one another. Love one another. New command I give you. Pay attention to this. Lean in, guys. Listen. You love each other. And you love this world because I love you. I have already loved you. And when you do this, when you love well, this is what Jesus says in John 13, 35. He says, by this, when you do this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, my followers, a part of my family, that my way is actually your way. This is how the world will know if you love one another. If you love one another, the world will will actually take notice. This is Jesus' whole plan. He says, by this, by this, by love, by love, the world will know who you belong to. See, how, how you and I love ultimately reveals who we love. How you love reveals who you love, whether you love yourself, whether you love this world, whether, whatever it is, how you love ultimately reveals who you love. And Jesus said, look, I want to demonstrate to you how to love, how to love really, really well. In fact, just, just moments before this moment that we just read where Jesus gave a new command in John 13, 34 and 35, just moments before that, there was an awkward moment. There was a very interesting moment. See, Jesus had asked his disciples to prepare a room for this meal. He had entrusted them to kind of take care of all the details, to get this room together, and then they would come and share this last meal together. And an interesting thing happened. Uh, whoever was in charge missed a detail, a very important detail. 
any kind of party like this or moment like this, any kind of significant meal, there would always be in that culture at that time, a servant placed by the door who would wash everyone who came to the party or to the meal, would wash their hands and wash their feet. It was very important because in that, in that culture and in specifically in that place in the world, uh, there was a lot of dust around, a lot of open-toed shoes, okay? So this was a very important position to have someone there who would wash the hands and wash the feet so that people could come and participate at the meal. This was a big first century Middle Eastern party foul that happened. And Jesus leverages that moment and demonstrates how to love because of who he loves. Look what Jesus does. He says in John 13, verse 4, he got up from the table where they were all sitting and no one really realized that they missed this detail. He actually got up and he took off his robe and he wrapped a towel around his waist and he poured water into the basin and the sound of that water from that pitcher into that basin must have, you could hear a pin drop in that room because they realized what he was about to do. Verse 5, then he began to wash the disciples' feet. The master gets down on his knees and washes his followers' feet. The one who is elevated on high in heaven takes the lowest position in the room. He gets up and does something about it, washes their feet and dries them with the towel that he had wrapped around him. Oh, how great the love is of Jesus that he would take the lowest position and say, let me show you how love works. Love sees, love goes. Love does. This is what love does. It serves, it seeks out, it sees in the room where there's an injustice, an inequity, and it does something about it because of who he loved, his father. And that is the invitation for you and I, to let how we love reveal who we love, so that the world may know, so that the world may know. Now listen, you and I are all known for something. You are known for something. Ask your friends, they'll tell you what you're known for, your little habits, your idiosyncrasies, the things that you value. You're known for something right now. Do you know what it is? And maybe on a deeper level, what do you want your life to be known for? What do you want your one and only life to actually be known for, to be all about? Do do you want your one and only life just to be about, you know, well, she was really driven and really focused on her career, and that's what you're known for. Or maybe you'd be known for, you know, he really loved SportsCenter, gave his life to it, (laughs) worshiped there daily, sometimes three times a day. Is that what you want your life to be known for? They worked really hard to pursue comfort at all costs. Now again, none of these things are bad things in and of themselves, but the question is, is that what you want your life to be known for? Is that what you want to give your one and only life to? Jesus said, listen, you love well, you love like you've been loved, and the world will know. The world will know. And ultimately, it's not about them knowing you. They will know the one whom you love. They will know God because of your small acts of great love done on behalf of the Father who loves you. This is the invitation that all of us are given to love well, to put love to work. And so for the next few moments, what I want to do is just provide us an opportunity for us to do that, for us to really love well, 
for us to love God well, and for us to consider how it is that we're going to make what we experience as a church. Or maybe you missed this last week. So how do you kind of put this into practice? What would it look like for you this week to love first? To love first. Maybe in a relationship or situation where things have hit the rocks, what would it look like for you to be the first one to extend love? Or to be the last one to love? The one who loves to the end, the one who stays behind. What would it look like for you to love to such a point where it costs you something? What would it look like for you to love someone else above your own agenda and the schedule that you had laid out for yourself, for your day, or for your life? What would it look like for you to put love to work on a daily basis because of who loves you and whom you love? So we're going to move into a time of worship and response and singing to God. And I'm going to lead us through something we do here on a regular basis at Soul City Church. As part of our worship, we give back to God. We respond to God. And you've done that so well through Love Works. And again, I encourage you, if you haven't done so, today is a great day for you to do that. You can go online and do that. You can text to give. There's an envelope here. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities for you to give because this, this is what happens. When we, when we give, this is why we have it as part of our worship. What it does is it extends the work of this church beyond sort of this moment. It extends the work of this church into people's lives, into the city in real and significant ways. We've seen that this last week. But it also does something internally. It expands and grows our heart. It loosens the grip that our stuff has on us. It grows us up from being all about me to all about God. This is just one little way, but it's important and significant. So we have it as part of our worship every week. So I'm going to pray here in a moment. We're going to respond by giving and singing to God. But I thought what I could do is something uh, that we don't often do actually here at Soul City Church. We're going to do something a little old school. Is that all right? I want to actually pray over you a benediction. We don't really have a benediction. There's kind of one we do at the end of every service where I say, you know, I pray that God wrecks your life with his amazing love and grace. I made that up. So, and it just stuck. And so we say it every week and whatever, it works. But what I did is I was kind of thinking about this time and specifically about what God wants us to learn and how God wants us to live outside of love works. Is I want to write a benediction for you, for this church the heart of your pastors to say, look, this is the life that God is inviting each and every one of us into. And again, if you're a guest and you're new around here, I'm so glad you're here because you're getting a glimpse into the kind of church we are and the kind of church we hope to be. So I'm going to read a benediction for you, then I'm going to pray, and we're going to respond by giving and singing to God. But Soul City Church, this is my hope, my prayer for you. May you know to the very core of who you are that you are loved by God as you are. That he loves you and his love is enough. May you live into the life of love that God has for you. May you learn to love God for all of who he is from all of who you are, heart and soul and mind and strength. May you love God well by loving others well. May you love even when it's hard, even when it's dark, even when you feel all alone, even when love is not returned. 
May you love others the way that God has already loved you. May you begin to walk to those that you might previously have walked by. May you see people not as a problem, but as a person. And the solution to every one of their problems is love. And may you know, may you know the love of God and make it known in the world where you live. And may you remember, when all else fails, when systems fail, when structures fail, when plans fail, when people fail, love prevails and love works. God, I pray that that would be the heartbeat of our church, that we would not put our eye on any other ball than loving you and loving others well. Thank you for the glimpse of that that we got this last week and this last month. God, for whatever else you want to do as we finish out this campaign today, God, I pray that it would be you who stirs in hearts and lives, that it would be us responding and giving to you to put your love to work throughout the city. God, thank you for the opportunity to respond to you in real and tangible ways. And God, I pray that as we do, we would be more aware of your great love for us and for this world. Only you, God, would choose to love this world like you do. Only you, God, would choose to love me and choose to love us despite the million reasons why you shouldn't. Only you, God, would make serving you and this world such a joy and an honor and a thrill. Only you, God, And so we offer all of this to only you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.